All right, we're going to start with something you probably don't want to hear, Warriors fans, because there is a lot of justifiable complaining. There is plenty to look at and point at and say what the hell happened there in a one-possession loss. The dissection of what went wrong officially goes to infinity, so we can you know, go through every moment of the game if you like. We have an awful lot to get into. I really don't care what the Giants do today. I don't care who the 49ers might sign today. Happy birthday, Trey Lance. I'll give him that. But this is a Warriors show today. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus. It is good to have you here. We have quite a bit for you. <clears throat> and you might not want to hear this, especially if you're a, a pissed-off Warriors fan who knows that Sure, you can win a game five, and then you're going to basically have to trust the basketball Illuminati to get you now a win down in L.A. to force a game seven. The Warriors are in position where they need to win three in a row here. And if they do, it will be one of the greatest stories ever told about this dynasty. Now, if LeBron ends up winning here, he will have just chin-checked not the Warriors, only the Warriors, but really, the entirety of the NBA, this is really historically significant, kind of awesome, even though it didn't go the way the Warriors wanted to basketball. I know a lot of fans can't see anything but anguish when their team loses. I'm going to ask you to grow up for just a matter of moments here to appreciate what we had last night. This is our slice of NBA history. Um, you know, I'm 48 years old. I've been able to enjoy a couple significant slices of NBA history. I got Bird Magic. I got Michael Jordan. I got Kobe Bryant and Shaq. And I've gotten a front row to the greatest dynasty, really, of them all. And we've had LeBron playing in our lifetimes. And I don't know how old you are. Uh, I just told you I'm 48. But I do know that there is no debating you and I right now. If you're watching this video, we are sharing a lifetime. And I don't care how old you are in your lifetime or how young you are in your lifetime. What you're getting right now, even though the Warriors did not win, is absolutely historically significant and spectacular. No matter how it ends, folks, this is a, a major slice of history. This is our Jordan versus whatever he was up against that year, whether it be the Pistons or, you know, Sean Kemp and Gary Payton or the Utah Jazz. This is, this is Jordan versus all comers. This is Bird versus Magic. This is, this is Warriors versus LeBron is among the creme de la creme of NBA rivalry. This is Wilt versus Russell. This is Lakers-Celtics, just another version of it. And instead of it being two teams against each other or one guy against another guy, it's one man versus a franchise that has been built around one other man who is so historically significant that he's changed the sport of basketball forever. So I know it's hard to appreciate things when they're not going your way in the win column. But I do hope, I truly, truly do hope, as somebody who loves basketball, that you are able to take your Warriors goggles off long enough to sit back and watch what we're watching and just say to yourself, holy mackerel. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, there were, 
you know, 30 seconds left in that game. Curry's got the ball. He's being guarded straight up by LeBron before Austin Reeves does a little switch off. But Curry being guarded by LeBron with a gotta-have-it game on the line? It just doesn't get better than that. It doesn't. There's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to not like. But can we please all be adults enough to realize that we have something incredibly special happening? And how it ends, no matter how it ends, history will have taken place. LeBron has either made one of the true great statements here at the end of his career, or Steph Curry and the Warriors have as unbelievable a chapter written into the back end of their dynasty as any other chapter of their dynasty if they can really come back here and win this sucker in seven. No matter how it plays out, we're watching history play out. And I appreciate it. I hope you do too. I really do. Remember, this is a Lakers team that started 2-10. and 10. Remember, this is a season where smart, well-read, well-thought, non-screamer sports media figures talked about, maybe it's time to trade LeBron. I mean, do you remember the trade LeBron conversations? They were being had. And here he is on the verge of looking at the Western Conference Finals with a team that was rebuilt around him on the fly when LeBron just stopped being a GM and started being a superstar again, hurt foot or not, things have gone very well. You probably weren't expecting the Lonnie Walker game last night, right? I wasn't either. Can't believe that that all happened. The Warriors need to win three in a row. I went back and looked through the regular season, by the way. They won three or more games in a row, a grand total of six times this season. That's actually more than I thought it would be because that's how up and down and maddening this entire year was and all the maddening aspects of this year were on full display in the defeat. Look, maddening aspects of this year have been on full display in wins. That win over the Sacramento Kings where Steph Curry nearly had his Chris Webber calling a timeout moment. I mean, that is something that you wouldn't think would happen to a team this experienced, this you know, long in the tooth, this good, this successful, for them to just regress massive, massive things. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Jordan Poole here. And we'll get to him in a second. I'm not talking about Jonathan Kaminga. We'll get to him in a second. We do need to talk about Andre Iguodala, who has proven to be one of the biggest wastes of space in the history of an NBA roster. What a mistake it was to have that guy around this year, and I will make the argument for that, and I don't want to hear about a single word that, well, Andre provides a lot of leadership. Fuck Andre's leadership. You need a player. You need a perimeter defender. You don't need a clapper. Can Grandpa Iguodala go now that it's got to win or die time? Can he give, can he give the Warriors anything now? Maybe Steve Kerr can put him in the starting lineup. You know, when you lose by three, everything can be dissected down to the eyelash. Or you can say there was a harbinger of what would happen right in the first quarter. To say that the Warriors threw up in their own mouths and vomited all over themselves is not hyperbole. It's I'm not being you know a descriptor here. That actually happened. Gary Payton played a possession with a mouthful of vomit. You know, credit to him. That's kind of impressive. It really is. Uh, but he had to run off the court and spit it out in the tunnel. 
could have run over to the bench and spit it into a towel, I'm guessing. But, um, you know, having to run around a basketball court with a cheeks puffed out like a squirrel storing nuts for the winter just because you've got a mouthful of vomit. Like, I know this isn't the NHL. We don't give players of the game, but Gary Payton deserved a player of the game right there. Uh, Gary Payton did. It was obviously not a good night, though, for Warriors role players. To be completely honest, it wasn't a very good night for Warriors Hall of Famers not named Steph Curry, and I see that already, you know, we're going with the uh, people who hate basketball seem to be in charge of covering basketball, at least in charge of social media conversations, which is why you need to get off of social media and just join me over here on the Plus and subscribe to the podcast. And this is where you need to come and get your sports because the amount of just bullshit cocksuckers out there who are just ruining basketball by not even knowing how to talk about it, yet they're the ones framing the conversation is ridiculous. Steph Curry is now 0-12 in his playoff career on potential go-ahead shots in the final 45 seconds of the fourth quarter. That is an inglorious stat to attach to a truly glorious player. It's very much cherry-picking because there's an awful lot of games where Steph Curry was so freaking good in them that he wasn't even on the court and there wasn't even a game to be had in the fourth quarter. So that's very much a cherry-pick stat to make Steph look bad. Steph, again, didn't have a great night. He did sort of throw the ball away over his head while he was on the ground with no one behind him to officially kill any shot of coming back. Maybe he thought someone was there. Maybe it was the force that knocked the ball out of his hands at the end. I don't know. But, man, Steph had a triple-double last night. So pardon me if I dare suggest that he wasn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem were the other two future Hall of Famers. Clay Thompson now doesn't even set his feet to take shots anymore. He's only happy when he's fading to the right or left. He took two terrible shots in terrible moments last night. Bad shots for even Clay. You can say that Steph's final shot wasn't a very good shot. But, you know, Steph does have from the parking lot ability. So we'll lay off on that. Uh, Draymond Green in a critical gots-to-have-it possession, dribbled way too hard to the basket, didn't go to the basket, but left his feet and threw a ball to Anthony Davis, which Andrew Wiggins was nice enough to go ahead and turn into a jump ball, but that's what you know was pissed away over Curry's head. You had Hall of Famers rattling. The Lakers have two Hall of Famers, who didn't rattle, and maybe three now that Lonnie Walker's in the uh, in the club. I'm kidding, of course, but Lonnie Walker, guy does nothing all game. He wins the fourth quarter. Little sip of coffee today. We got a lot to get into. I know the chat is already booming. We will certainly get into an awful lot of chat when we get to Club Plus. But real quick, let me just go through a couple early here. Adrian says Clay waited 12 years for his chance to play his childhood team growing up and does the biggest face plant I've seen from him. Look, Clay is averaging 20 points per game in the postseason. Clay basically got you 20 a game in the regular season. Clay will get you 20, and that comes with an awful lot of on this night he had 35, and on the next night he had 15. Clay did not sleep well last night. He had a bad game. This is who he is, though, now. I mean, if the Warriors really want to give him a max contract, they will be carrying a terrible contract. There is no doubt. 
He is not a max player. There's max memories. There's max respect. But a max contract for Clay Thompson right now, that's tough. That's tough to really swallow. That's when we start talking about the dynasty maybe looking at an end here. Because if you're not getting out of the second round with this, I don't know how much more Joe Lacob's going to invest in this. And oh, by the way, I can't wait for Jonathan Kaminga's agent to request a trade over the summer. That guy has been forgotten about. I'm getting ahead of myself. Damon, the Warriors had horrible shot selection late in the fourth quarter. They did. It looked like they went away from the pick and roll. Uh, I had someone on Twitter, and we'll get to the full comments, but basically said, you know, Steve Kerr is ruining everything. He's the worst coach in the NBA. How quickly you all forget. I mean, that's the thing. We all knew that the dynasty would end. You didn't actually think that this would go on forever. To turn around and be angry that the Warriors are getting old as they're old is a little ridiculous. To pretend that Steve Kerr now does not know what he's doing is a little ridiculous. You can criticize a man in a moment without trying to redefine what he has meant. And outside of Bill Walsh, Steve Kerr is the single greatest coach in the history of the Bay Area. Shut the fuck up. That's who he is. Steve Kerr, Bill Walsh, we'll throw John Madden in there just out of respect. Everybody else. Bruce Bochy, you get love too, there's no doubt. But look, baseball's a little different. When you're talking about Steve Kerr, you go ahead and criticize him. He's a big boy, he can take it. But you put respect on that man's name. Don't like the lineup juggling. Well, he's juggling what he's been given. You don't like the lineup construction? That's a totally legitimate conversation. You don't need to shit on Steve Kerr to have that conversation. Did they go away from the pick and roll, something that was working effectively in the first half? It did look like that. But is that Steve Kerr saying take the pick and roll off? Or is that his Hall of Famers, his future Hall of Famers, and a cast of characters around them that just simply are not executing? I don't know. From an appreciation standpoint, not everything goes your way. But I'm going to ask you if you're going to be here joining us on the Plus to conduct yourself like an adult, not some suck-in-your-thumb dipshit fan who just got here when the Warriors started winning. Somebody asking me, Todd, what are your other thoughts on other playoff series? You know, we will get to them tomorrow. I love Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat. How about them? Uh, the New York Knicks are not quite ready for prime time. I'll tell you right now, if you're pretending that either Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson can be the best player on your team, those guys got second best player on a team written all over them. So that's a problem there. Um somebody uh rocking new year's eve stay i stayed up until 1 30 a.m kruger's show went on for four hours that's a lot of kruger that's a lot of post-game misery wallowing in it god bless larry man's a one-man army i think he had five six seven eight people join him uh i love larry we're gonna get a little home and home together later this week i promise you i promise you so Look, we got a lot of good people in the chat today. A lot of regulars. Hello, Eric. Hello, Ernie. Hello, Otis Bird the Third. Hello. Hello. Hello, Michelle Haberman. Hello, Mr. Bridge. Hello, the Shaw. Good to see all of you here today. 
It really is. We have a lot to get into. Um, please appreciate that teams get old, though, and nothing lasts forever in sports. People seem to think that the Warriors have some right, some claim to just infinity greatness, never to be ended by anyone. What might end their greatness is a level of Hall of Fame greatness that is possessed by the Lakers, two superstars, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who continue to, in their moments, be spectacular. Those two superstars are outplaying the Warriors' three superstars. You can reduce it to something as simple as that. You can also say there is some gamesmanship afoot. I saw Steve Kerr talking about that, and a lot of people say, well, Steve's complaining about the refs. He's right, though. There is gamesmanship afoot, and that's not called cheating. That's called gamesmanship. That's called skullduggery. One of the biggest blind spots in the Warriors' repertoire of what they do well is getting to the free throw line. Getting to the free throw line is a skill, and it's a skill the Warriors are bad at and have been for years. What every single fan in the world, though, got last night watching that game was just one of the all-time great chess matches chess matches you'll get in your life now if your favorite team didn't win it don't look at that and say well I don't like chess last night you had a bona fide one of the great offensive players in the history of basketball and Steph Curry going up against two defender supremes and Anthony Davis and LeBron James what a show you know it wasn't perfect basketball Neither of these teams had the capability to be perfect. They're not in their primes anymore. We're watching old champion prize fighters try to duke it out in the middle of the ring one last time. It can't be as good as the rumble in the jungle. It can't be. No one's in their prime anymore. These are imperfect and flawed basketball games, but they're poetic in a way. Watching two once glorious prize fighters trying to throw down one last time. Unfortunately, LeBron's got a running mate coming along for the run with him here. Steph Curry does not have that. Steph is watching the Lakers run two or three dudes at him, leaving open shots to whoever wants them, and the Warriors didn't knock down those open shots. Hall of Famers had the game in their hands late. No buckets from the guys who make buckets, and a big on-court mistake from the guy who talks about how massive his basketball IQ is. Draymond, you can't leave your feet there. Curry obviously doesn't have a great shooting night. He finished 3 for 14. That's not the night he wanted from downtown, but he does have a triple-double. Missed that step-back 30-footer after missing an 18-foot jumper. He missed two shots in the last 25 seconds that were huge shots. Clay finished three for nine from downtown. He missed big threes with 215 and 141 left on the clock. Again, he didn't sleep well. He can't be happy with the way that he's playing right now. Draymond Green, he left his feet again, threw away a ball that turned into a jump ball. That right there was a miracle in and of itself. Heads up Andrew Wiggins, but then that ball goes into Curry's hands, it goes over his head to no one, and basically right there, the game is over. 
Nobody else did damage on wide open threes because, I mean, Curry got so much attention. He got so much attention last night. And no one else could do a thing. Wiggins going two for six, missing three totally all alone buckets in this game. Above the break, they're officially daring him to let it go. Wiggins in the corner, that's a shot he hits. Wiggins above the break, good luck. You've got about a 25% chance that's going in. At least that's the way it feels. Jordan Poole, 0 for 2 from downtown. More on him in a second. Uh, Jamichael Green, that gimmick is officially over. 0 for 2, wide open from the corner. Draymond, he was 0 for 1, wide open 3. Is it ridiculous to criticize Draymond missing an open 3? Sure, but you know you lose by 3 points, he hits that shot. Warriors are at least in overtime last night. They could have been better from the free throw line. They actually outscored the Lakers in the paint. That was so weird about that game. Very, very weird game. But again, I had Chris Manning, who works for NBA 2K. Uh, He's a resident Lakers fan, and he said, man, that pick and roll... Both those teams going at each other last night. What a dance it was. What we watched was the best offensive player versus the best defensive player, and it's near historic watching that matchup. You know, the Warriors had Hall of Famers catch L's last night. They haven't caught any L's as bad as the one that they caught last night, all things considered. The two L's that they caught in L.A. were devastating. The L that they caught in game one, not good. And now they got to win three in a row. And I'm not here to tell you that they can't do it, but I will tell you they probably won't do it. It would be as big of a surprise as we've had in sports in a while for the Warriors to actually rattle off three in a row here. Sure, two of them are at home. That's the saving grace of the formula. They're going to need the basketball Illuminati to show up in game six in L.A. if they win game five on Wednesday night. Because I don't know if they just got it in them to win. They could use a little help. NBA, we've seen what does happen. Um, You know, LeBron is allowed to run straight up Steph Curry's chest. No one's allowed to touch Anthony Davis. You have off-the-ball screens getting set and called offensive fouls on the Warriors in crucial fourth quarters that just reek of bullshit, terrible calls. It's just terrible that they went on to affect the game. And, you know, Steve Kerr's quote was, you know, very pointed at the officials. Uh, This is him going, you know, Phil, Phil Jackson trying to speak some fairness from the refs into existence. Steve Kerr, after the game four loss to the Lakers, said, I quote, the fourth quarter was about Lonnie Walker, and we had three or four illegal screens called. That was disappointing. They took some flops, the Lakers, and were rewarded. He was, goes on to say, the Lakers are a team that plays with a lot of gamesmanship. They understand how to generate some calls. I thought they took some flops. They were rewarded. He's not complaining about unfair. He's complaining about what actually happened, and the Lakers are better at buying and selling calls than the Warriors. Call it living in Hollywood. Call it being close to studios so you know how to act a little bit better. Call it whatever you want. The Warriors aren't nearly as good at getting calls as the Lakers are, and that's going to hurt you. That's going to hurt you. 
Again, you actually had the Warriors throwing up in their mouths last night, literally. The only real highlight from the first quarter, Gary Payton running off the court at the six-minute mark. He threw up in his own mouth. He held it for as long as he could. Maybe one of the most noble actions of the entire evening. Neither team shot the ball well in the opening quarter. The Warriors had played, uh, were 9 of 22. The Lakers were 8 of 23 from the floor. The Warriors had played 10 guys. The Lakers had played 9 guys. You knew that these benches were going to end up making a difference. The Lakers bench made a difference. Lonnie Walker made a difference. There was no one coming off the bench that made a difference for the Warriors really last night. In the second quarter, again, the Warriors are leading early. Points in the paint. Seven minutes in, Draymond, he goes up for that pass. He goes backward. He rocks his head on the court. It's lucky he wasn't concussed right there. Uh, You know, gold medal for him for being tough enough to stay in that game. A lot of guys probably would have walked off. Anthony Davis probably would have walked off. He stuck it out. Anthony Davis in the second quarter, he's got 19 points, 14 of them in the second quarter, so he's having a good first half. Curry, again, he's off to his good night, 17 points, 12 of them coming in the second quarter. He finished right on AD's chest for an and one. That was impressive. Uh, Peyton and Moody did a pretty damn good job checking D'Angelo Russell early. D'Angelo Russell had four points and three assists in the first half. Golden State ended up finishing that first half on a 14-6 run, and the Warriors were up by three at halftime. Third quarter turns into a quarter of runs for both teams. You know, there wasn't an awful lot of you get a bucket, I get a bucket, you get a bucket, I get a bucket. It was streak, run, streak, run, basically. Um, Warriors go up eight on a clay three after a brief bricklayers convention opened up that third quarter. Got an Austin Reeves bucket followed by LeBron's personal 5 nothing run that ends with him finding Austin Reeves in the corner. So there's a 10 nothing run for the Lakers right there. Timeout, Golden State. Then you get a Golden State burst, a Peyton bucket, a Peyton bucket, a Peyton three, a Curry layup. So now it's Warriors by nine. Timeout, L.A. Poole has zero points, though, in 10 minutes. He hot potatoes a possession away. And when Curry, who was resting, gets put right back in the game, you could just see, you know, Jordan Poole's leash get tighter, and rightfully so. He was awful last night. Again, if Poole isn't scoring, he is worthless. Worthless. If he's scoring, he has value. If he's not scoring, he's worthless because he's among the biggest defensive nothings in this league. At the end of that third, it's a 10-2 L.A. run. Curry then gets it back to six on a layup. 90 seconds left in the quarter. Warriors lead by seven. Curry's a rebound shy of a triple-double. LeBron, it's weird. He's minus 21 in 31 minutes, but he is 21-7-3 at that point. Weird night in the plus-minus for LeBron. Again, so the Warriors are leading 84-77 going into the biggest 12 minutes in the series, and all of a sudden, as was prophesized, I guess, it's Lonnie Walker time. Lonnie Walker IV goes the entire game doing nothing. He gets uh, cooking. 
in the fourth quarter. Clay does nothing in the fourth quarter. Lonnie Walker is like a Kevin Durant, Devin Booker level bucket all of a sudden in the fourth quarter. Curry picks up his fifth as LeBron ran right through Steph Curry. Uh, The Lakers led 102-101. Reeves goes over Curry's back for a rebound. It's Warriors ball. Missed shots by Curry. A free throw now has the Warriors down three with 15 seconds left to play. Draymond brings the ball up the court. He leaves his feet. He throws the ball basically to AD. Wiggins does a great job forcing the jump ball there, but precious time is just evaporating. Curry, Wiggins actually wins that jump ball over Anthony Davis. Curry's got the ball in his hands for a moment. He's falling down and... I, I, the the what the force of the fall or he thought he had a teammate behind him curry throws the ball over his head or centrifugal force makes the ball go over curry's head to no one ball out of bounds one and a half seconds left 104 101 game over lakers win history is definitely not on the Golden State Warriors side. History says teams are 264 and 13 in a series when they're up 3-1. In the history of playoff basketball, teams that go up 3 to 1 are 264 and 13. Again, if the Warriors really do pull this off and win 3 in a row, it won't be an NBA championship, but it would be as impressive a chapter in this dynasty's history as any other chapter. It really would be. Do I think they have it in them? I don't. I think they can win game five, and I think that they will lose game six. If not, game seven is Mother's Day, so here are the Warriors screwing up Mother's Day dinner with game seven plans. Well, we'll see what time that tips off. Maybe they're screwing up Mother's Day brunches or lunches. I don't know. Let me tell you, Jillian has earned one hell of a Mother's Day this year. ESPN Stats and Info. LeBron James recorded his 146th career 25-5-5, at least in all those categories. 25-5-5 playoff game. That's now exactly twice as any other player in NBA history. Michael Jordan is second with 73 such games. Again, LeBron is number one with 146 of them. He is an unbelievable player. Again, I don't want to get into the Steph Curry-LeBron debate. And, you know, Steph Curry doesn't want that debate to be had either because it's won by LeBron. LeBron is the better player. LeBron is... How about this? Steph Curry is the greater evolutionary step in the sport of basketball. He's the greatest small, normal-sized person In NBA history, LeBron James is, he's, he's, his resume is unapproachable. You know, wherever he's gone, it's equaled instant contender, usually win a finals. Certainly appear in the finals. What's awesome about Steph is he's never gone anywhere. It's all happened right with the team that drafted him. But I don't know if it's going to keep on happening 
Not the way that this team is currently built right now. Again, Jonathan Kaminga's agent probably goes about maybe even asking for a trade this offseason. That is how forgotten about, and who, who knows whether he could have helped or not. We, will, we, we don't know. Obviously, Steve Kerr doesn't believe it can happen. Uh, Steve Kerr has to be disgusted with what he's seeing out of Jordan Poole. And I do want to talk about Jordan here for a second. You know, I saw Kareth Burke's, you know, concerned, uh, tension-filled report from the Warriors locker room and how Jordan didn't want to talk and kept it all very short, short answers. I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan Poole, I'm not here for your locker room sour grapes. Get a bucket. That's it. Yeah, you don't do nothing else. Get buckets. Clay Thompson, it's time for you to get buckets. We've seen bad Clay. The Clay Thompson cycle is, oh, everything's great with Clay. Oh no, something's wrong with Clay. He's a little cold. Oh, Clay's due. Clay did it again. Oh no, he stopped doing it again. It's the Clay Thompson cycle that at this part of his career is a normal thing given all that he's been through. Again, um, Warriors fans might be upset, but to be mad at this is a little nuts. Now, you can be mad at the sloppiness. You can be mad at the fact that, you know, guys who aren't supposed to make rookie-level mistakes and errors continue to make rookie-level mistakes and errors, but it's also not just something that crept up here in the postseason. It's been a regular season problem. This is why, if you had to ask me, who is most responsible for the Warriors not having a good year and underachieving? It might be Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala has done nothing but clap for the Golden State Warriors. And I don't want to hear about how much mentorship he provides and all the things that he sees in film sessions and the wisdom that he passes along because it didn't hold in anybody. It didn't hold in anybody. All of the you know wise yarns and haikus or the language of basketball that Andre speaks so fluently, it hasn't translated to shit for the Golden State Warriors this year. They've been the Orlando Magic on the road, and no advice has gotten them better. They don't need any advice. you got three Hall of Fame-bound players on this team. you got one of the winningest coaches in the history of winning basketball anything at all levels. You don't need more advice. You need players. Andre Iguodala, you know, who's been more disappointing, James Wiseman or Andre Iguodala? The question is James, the answer is Andre Iguodala, because at least James Wiseman was turned into something that is actually trying to help the Warriors in the postseason, and that something is Gary Payton II. Andre Iguodala's done nothing, nothing. And here, with as much rest as a player can actually be afforded in a season, if he doesn't suit up to go in game six or five or whatever's coming up next on Wednesday night, like Andre, fucking retire, dude. You're worthless. Go clap for a team that needs a clapper. The Warriors need a player, not a clapper. It's a, it's a, it's, it's the biggest mistake on the roster. It's worse than burying Moody all year, going with Kaminga all year, then forgetting about him, not developing Patrick uh, 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 Patrick Baldwin Jr. a lick, not developing James Wiseman a lick. Andre Iguodala's presence is almost as bad as anyone else's absence. That guy hadn't done shit. You know, he's a big part of how this all started, and he's going to be a big part of how it all ends. 
from I am Rob 707. Have Iggy join the staff if we feel so strong about him. Sure. Give him an assistant coach's job. He cannot occupy a roster spot if he cannot play basketball. I mean, why don't you go ahead and give me a roster spot? Why don't you let why don't you give me a courtside seat? I can do the same thing. I can go. Let's play defense. Hey, get a rebound. Stay angry, everyone. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, weak side help. Don't forget to come over and weak side help. Don't leave your feet when you're when you got the ball. I mean, just all kinds of 101 coaching bullshit. Again, DB, didn't you like Andre Iguodala when he was first signed? Yes, I liked him because he was a player that played for the Warriors when they needed a player to play for the Warriors. Now they need a player to play, and Andre Iguodala is, uh, you know, working on his pre- and post-game outfits. Got here uh, Steve-O Supremo. I am watching this over McAfee. Well, yeah. We know basketball. He knows punting and how to swear. And and an awful lot of uh, uh, wife beater shirts that really work for him, I guess. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not here to crap on anybody's success. The guy's really carved out quite a niche for himself. Personally, I really don't get it. I don't get it. It's a fucking punter. <laughs> Straight up, it's a punter. Um, we actually had a guy throw up in his mouth. It basically summed up the entire Warriors evening as it was happening. Otis Bird III recognizes what I recognize. For real, though, it's crazy how many people that cover the NBA in some ways may very might hate the NBA. No conversation could be had without comparing a player to another player. If that's if you are in a conversation with someone about an NBA player and all they want to do is bring up another NBA player instead of talking about the player that you're talking about, exit that conversation quickly because they don't have anything to talk about. All they do is make totally false comparisons. The Warriors lost last night, but what a an incredible poetic game I mean so much of what you're watching at the end of this dynasty is playing itself out in real time on a basketball court the Warriors are getting older quickly and they're losing their magic LeBron at the age of 38 with Anthony Davis are figuring out a way to hold on to it and Darvin Ham has done a great job in this series he really has. John Jay says, Curry always makes bad decisions in crunch time. No, he doesn't. He doesn't make always make bad decisions. There is no always anything. He doesn't always make bad decisions. He's missed some shots. You know, if you just cherry pick 0 for 12 in his go-ahead, you know, playoff potential, that just completely negates and doesn't talk about how good he was up to that point. I mean, the referendum on Curry's ability to get big games won in the postseason has already been done. 
I'm not here to do it again. You saw it in the NBA Finals last year against the Celtics. You saw it in a Game 7 where he put up the only 50 in an elimination game in NBA history in a Game 7. I'm done trying to relitigate what Steph Curry is or isn't by every game. Here's what he is. One of the single greatest athletes of all time this league has ever had. That's what he is when he wins. That's what he is when he loses. I mean, at least get Andre Iguodala to put a body on LeBron, tape up his wrist, put a, put a cast on him. Exactly. Does he have legs? Can he run? Can he give you four, five, ten minutes and a half? Play him. God. Or I guess you can't have another person who's just, you know, straight up, uh, you know, a, a, a non-scorer at this point. We got people muting work meetings so they can listen here. Thank you, True Blue Forever. Thank you very much, Mr. Bridge. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Fish and Chips. Thanks, everyone. Oh, and you know what? I've been rambling so long. Ike, forgive me, buddy. I told Ike we would go ahead and do a, a, a promo for Ike like in the first five minutes of every show. Now, 41 minutes into today's show, let me just tell you, drown your sorrows in a delicious sandwich this afternoon. Go ahead and get yourself lunch at Ike's. You'll be glad that you did. Nothing went right for the Golden State Warriors. Nothing goes wrong at Ike's. Just delicious all the time. That's all they got. Speaking of drowning sorrows, boom. Blackened whiskey, which will get a whole lot of love when we get into Club Plus and we start really getting into these, these chats. Here's what I love about Ike. Ike is enough of a sports fan to probably be like, yeah, dude, forget about the spot. Just go ahead and give me the Warriors. That's what I need right now. I love you, Ike. Thank you very much. And thank you, my man Charles at Blackened, for all that you've done here to help grow the Ploose. We are growing by the day. By the way, thanks to you, thanks to Warriors and Lakers, thanks to that Red Hot Fire Glenn Kuyper segment that I did yesterday, this, uh, this podcast is exploding again. We have basically half of last month's audience within the first nine days of this month. I mean, it's just growing and growing and growing. And I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I got just a few other things to get to real quick here at the end of the show. Like I said, I'm sure the Giants are playing baseball today. I'm guessing the A's are also playing baseball today. You go figure it out. Who's pitching yourself? I really don't care. Blackhawks won the Connor Bedard draft. That's good news for the city of Chicago. If you like hockey there, I like hockey there. So, hooray. Connor Bedard jerseys start to sell them now. Uh, like I told you, it's Trey Lance's 23rd birthday. What he might have been, what he still could be, it's one gigantic mystery. Happy birthday, Trey Lance. Who knows? Who knows what to expect from you now? And there was a passing away of a Hall of Fame basketball coach. Rest in peace to Denny Crum, the Hall of Fame Louisville basketball coach who will historically stuff as much money into a suitcase to get something done as anyone else. But he won. He won big. He was a legend. He was a character. 
The world is a less interesting, the world of college basketball is less interesting without Denny Crum in it, that's for sure. John, about a half an hour ago, again, I'm, I'm a half an hour behind here on the texts, which means it's time to open Club Plus, basically. Damon, you absolutely rock. Love listening to you. John, thank you. I love that you're listening here, too. I'm going to tell you right now, 95-7, the game made such a mistake. To take me off the air during the run of this dynasty has pretty much doomed the Warriors. You can blame their flagship station. <coughs> you don't go changing. You don't go changing things up when you're in a streak. But it's their loss. The single most interesting voice on San Francisco radio ain't on the radio anymore. It's right here. You found me. Use me however you like. Put me in your pocket. Take me out when it's most convenient for you. That's how this all works now. It's officially time to say thank you so much for tuning in. A lot of warriors today, a lot of anxiety out there, no doubt about it. I do, though, hope you manage to appreciate the historic slice of significant basketball that we have playing out in front of us. These are rough times, but they're historic times. They're wonderful times. We're watching two once-glorious prize fighters go around the ring probably for the last time against each other. LeBron versus the Warriors is among the greatest rivalries this sport has ever seen. Fish and chips making the jingle jangle. That officially means it's time to let everybody into Club Plus. Thank you so much, Fish and Chips. And here we go with a little Club Plus. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're only listening on the podcast, Make sure you subscribe to the Damon Bruce Plus channel on YouTube. It is good to have you here. And before we get into Club Plus, I want to remind everyone that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.